thank you so much for joining our podcast this month and what we really wanted to focus on in this particular podcast was that link between sedentary behavior sedentary basically being still not moving seated and back pain that's actually something that's already quite well researched but from a well-being perspective what I really wanted to focus on was, was more that negative relationship between lack of movement and poor health generally So I'm really pleased to actually be using the skill set from my own kind of service, the Absence Management Rehabilitation Team. Um, So my guest today is actually Agatha, and she is so passionate about this subject. She's got a really strong clinical background, which she'll share with you um, in a second. And we've had so many conversations already about cases she's seen and worked with, her own personal experience from being quite in a practical, hands-on, more physical role, uh, clinical role to then now being desk-based and she's also really keen on the kind of the research that we have in the field as well. So I'm really actually looking forward to sharing with you the facts, facts about how our work habits can negatively impact on our health and well-being and in turn we want to hear share with you some hints and tips and and pretty much the rules that you should follow to reduce the impact of that sedentary behaviour as much as possible. So before we get going, I've bigged her up enough already. I'd like to introduce or get Agatha to introduce herself properly. Hello everyone, thank you Beth. Um, My name is Agatha Lawton-Vidrick and I'm a vocational rehab consultant with Unum. Um, So part of my role is to support employees in the workplace and also those that are sick and injured back into the workplace. Um, So a large part of my role um, is assessing people kind of via telephone basis um, and kind of making recommendations and adjustments to support them in the workplace. Um, So kind of coming from prior to joining Unum, I am locum for the armed forces for about two and a half years um, as an exercise rehab instructor and my original trade I'm a sport rehabilitator and I've kind of worked in kind of professional sports and NHS clinics and community groups um, kind of over the over the years um, so MSK so musculoskeletal um, so whenever I say MSK I think I'm talking <laughs> about bones and muscles um, it's my bag um, and that's what I'm very passionate about and that that's injury prevention, that's getting us moving properly as human beings. Um, and particularly now in the workplace, it's more kind of integral than ever that we are really looking after ourselves physically because that impacts our mental well-being. Um, so it's all kind of about the overall holistic approach and well-being of everyone and how we can implement that. So really, much like what you were just saying, the reality of life not just because of the pandemic you know the reality of life with just the way the world of work is is moved into we're spending more and more of our day in that kind of I want to call it a c shape um if you think of the shape of a c Mm -hmm. that is not the way our backs should be shaped they they are actually meant to be in a bit of an s you've got that kind of curves and and dips and waves and that's the, the the way that we should be sort of positioned We spend most of our time in a C-shape. We sit at our desks, we sit in the car, we sit on the train, we sit on the bus, and we're not meant to be like that. We're not meant to be in that shape. Um, And I bet how many of you listening to this podcast right now are sitting and also feeling a little bit of a grumbling in your lower back, because that's pretty much what most people feel all the time. And that's just because we're not moving and stretching in the right way. So we're actually putting ourselves at more and more risk with this 
uh, way we're sitting. We sit watching the telly, we sit watching, um, looking at our phones. That's even worse when you're looking at your phone because your neck's hunched over as well, so you're even more in that curve. Um, and what I really want to be sharing is, you know, the importance of, of you know, or the impact of that. So firstly, I wanted to ask Agatha, because she's done all the hard work here, what research is there about how much people are moving or, or not, as the case may be? Yes, so I had a little look at some kind of quite meaty research bits. I've had a little look at a British Mail um, Sports Journal. Um, and in all, as a society, we're not moving a lot. Um, we're sitting more um, over the ten, kind of last 10 years, uh, particularly since 2010, there's been a lot of research and a lot of buzz around um, sedentary lifestyle um, and sitting. And I kind of came across a research uh, letter um, said to you Beth and they're discussing you know determining oh sorry determining wherever where is sitting the new, the new smoking and that's kind of how it's being classed there's a lot going on in the media uh, particularly around Covid at the minute with uh, the government you know asking people to be active and mm. to be obesity um, and that has kind of un further underlying health can you know issues as to why because there is a direct link with obesity and Covid sufferers um, so their prognosis unfortunately is worth worse if their BMI is high um, and are within a, an overweight obese category um but kind of coming back to the sedentary and um, there's like there's so much hype there's like getting everyone moving um and I must say I really do think like Public Health England have taken a really good spin on this I've had a little look um at their most recent reports regards to sedentary behavior and I really just kind of wanted to kick it off with a, a quote from their report um from the chief medical officer uh, of the UK um and it's if physical activity were a drug, we would refer to it as a miracle cure due to many illnesses it can prevent and treat. Wow. Big yeah. Statement. A bold, bold statement. And that was kind of in the introductory phase of their report, um, which I found, you know what? I loved. I love that. Like, that is it. As you know me, Beth, and probably my colleagues at UNUM, I'm like, come on, everyone, we're going to get up. Let's get moving. Make sure you have your lunchtime walks. But what I find really interesting about this, I'll link it into kind of my own experience. So when I was a student in the NHS, I worked in neuro rehab ward mm -hmm. and I had a lovely consultant, Dr. Salaru, Dr. S, we used to call him. And he used to say, if people could, if pharma, com pharma companies could essentially bottle up and sell physical activity, it would probably be one of the most expensive drugs out there. Um, he's like they can't therefore it's not probably as endorsed as much as it could be Dr Salaru said you know that's kind of how it is that's how I foresee it um, but he was linking it in really with the patients that we had on the ward um, that had you know chronic um, MSK issues already uh, prior to maybe their brain injury but also from a mental health capacity it's like the amount of people that are solo mood and depressed in the UK anxiety stress it's awful but he's like physical activity just getting out either in nature or having a walk and being able to have that the physiological benefits of physical activity on your mental health is essentially can stimulate a greater level of serotonin and hormone levels on the human body than potentially any drug could yeah. because that is entirely natural 
you were going to just say a little bit more about some more of the research that was out there so that we're not just saying this is our opinion these are the facts that are out there guys <laughs> yeah absolutely so that that literally is coming from you know UK that quote kind of at the start there is coming from UK public health yeah um and kind of what they've researched a little bit is like you know the basic guidelines how much physical activity should we be doing a day a week yeah. um so for five to 18 year olds it's recommended they have 16 six sorry 60 minutes not one six six zero 60 minutes per day so an hour um and they endorse that children are can if they can walk to school it doesn't have to be highly intensive vigorous exercise but they need to be active whether that's running around in the park after school or the garden um or getting out and about having that 60 minutes where they're getting a little minimum. raise and that's minimum, minimum isn't it that yeah. is these are minimum guidelines exactly um will really benefit them mm. Uh, 19 to 64 year olds so we need 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week or 75 minutes vigorous exercise per week so that would be from kind of like running jogging upwards potentially going to the gym hit training um if anyone's into that um per week but again that's minimum um and again then 65 is um, plus is a very similar guideline um but i think based on this is that is the minimum and what's very important and I know you mentioned it earlier Beth is as human beings we're naturally not meant to be in a C spine position as, as such uh, and I call it the prawn because if you think about how your yeah. head is over yeah you look like a little a shrimp we're meant to be a seahorse <laughs> yes we're meant to be a seahorse <laughs> and if you look at a seahorse they're always so regal and they're upright um and they have quite beautiful posture um you don't want to be a prawn so anytime you kind of think about aches and pains don't be a shrimp basically <laughs> um because I don't know what people obviously get grumbles on. So I suppose throughout history and how we work and how the industrial revolution in kind of pre-Victorian, Victorian era, everyone was out as labouring jobs all the way through, through the wars. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there's a massive shift to desk-based working um in like our modern day culture mm. and the introduction of more cars it's more accessible for people to have a car to get on public transport and sit um and not actually move that much um drive throughs things like that you know it's not encouraging anyone to be mobile um but when we put ourselves in what we call it's like um an anteriorly rotated position so if you think you're front facing part of your body is called the anterior aspect in kind of physio terms mm -hmm. and the back of you is literally as it would be your posterior posterior chain and anterior chain so what's happened is as human beings we're adapting more to overload our anterior chain so we are bringing our shoulders rotating forward our neck and our back everything's like moving into a forward flexion position and then our shoulder blades scapula are starting to wing they're losing muscle tone and we're getting really tight at the front of our chest we're getting tight hip flexors so if people get any kind of like hip pain or grumbles into kind of their glutes and into the front of their hips that's a huge kind of indicator of 
you're not moving enough, you're not stretching, you're not opening up your posterior chain to help. Contrast, Everyone's lifted you know, their shoulders that. and pushed them back now, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stick think shoulders on. up to ears <laughs> and back. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I'm guilty of doing it all the time. I catch myself. I went from a highly um, physical role where I was instructing every day, presenting with patients. And then, you know, I've changed now in the role that I'm doing. And I have to sometimes I'll push my um, chair away from my desk and I go into a basic kind of kneeling hip flexor stretch to stretch out. Yeah, stretch out literally the front of my hips. We did it. I walk a lot but anyway we did a uh, Maggie's it's a cancer charity we did a like a cultural crawl for them it was half half a marathon so I think it was about 15 miles but maybe a bit less than that anyway I remember after about six or seven miles my hip flexors I had to keep bending and sort of go into a seated position to crunch myself up into a prawn shape basically because my body was like oh I haven't stretched this out for years and it was absolutely it was so t- painful and then everything else aches because you're just kind of putting yourself back into the that right shape it was really really intense um so you've kind of started touching on it already I I wanted to start thinking about okay so we know that we need to bottle movement movement's brilliant if we were pharmacy people we'd have pharmaceutical companies and we could bottle movement it would be making loads pounds um it's the new smoking which is really really bad like not moving is the new smoking and I think if anyone takes anything away from this session it should be I need to I need to get moving again because that is the better the big impact it can have and we all know that's so well publicized and so well focused on the government are saying now you know the the relationship between kind of overweight and obese individuals and just being susceptible to to the the, the illnesses that are going around at the moment uh, there's a really strong correlation there so we know it's not good we know that there's loads of research out there um re- like you say letters and reports being done by by public health england etc we're not making this up then you started telling us about how you know the shapes of what we should be doing so on and so forth the anterior and posterior chain and where we should be tilting and leaning what else should we be doing how should we be moving agatha well, often I suppose I'd have colleagues and people who be in similar industries to me. It's it's great to move and I encourage everyone to move and be mobile as much as possible. Uh, but then we also do need to think about, are we moving correctly? Because that comes into a whole different kettle of fish of right. if we're not moving correctly um, or we're not mobile or we have underactive muscle groups and we just decide to pick up running and start running uh, five ten miles every week and we haven't ran for years <laughs> not in one go I hope because I couldn't even run yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not known as a runner I'm a lifter um, and um, you know that's when we can start to have weaknesses occur elsewhere and we can actually start suffering from like overuse injuries yeah so it's about really being smart setting kind of like the right goals um, and thinking about what do I want to achieve or think what do I suffer with okay I've got somebody I've got grumbling low back every day so when notice when when does that start to come on is it after an hour is it two is it after 30 minutes what do you do what helps ease that kind of pain oh do you know what being mobile and being active actually helps I go and I maybe dust the house or I do the dishes just to get up and moving Mm. um 
And that's quite a nice little start to start recognising those signs in yourself and how you can think, right, how am I going to start combating this? Um, mobility is absolute key. Um, so when I say mobility, I don't mean can you do the splits and have you got amazingly flexible hamstrings? I mean the mobility of our joints and all our joints. It's our vertebrae, it's our spine, it's our neck, it's our shoulders, hips, knees, ankles. Um, and it's about making sure, kind of priming and warming our joints up. Um, so often, I mean, personally, from an instructing point of view, uh, I love to get people doing just basic kind of joint mobilization. So kind of crouching down into a squat, try and get your bum down as low as you possibly can to the floor and then rising back up again, doing lots of kind of like rotation movements. So we're moving in loads of different movement patterns. We're moving lateral to, you know, horizontal um, and posterior to anterior. So we're not just stuck in one particular movement pattern that's really important my take home is be active within what your moderations are and pace yourself uh, but also keep mobile and um, so whether that's stretching accessing various you know um, and Beth myself will get onto um, some of the Unum based um, resources that we have available um, in a little bit um, regards to how you can access um, tutorials, um, other online um, resources for keeping mobile, whether you want to do a hit session, whether you want to do something that's like yoga based or Pilates based. Um, these are really great forms of exercise to keep yourself moving and then top it up with that CV um, on, on top. CV cardiovascular you mean yes sorry yeah <laughs> we don't yeah. all know so there's um we have got um and there's a unlike on our unum lifeworks employee assistance program there's lots of different support um for individuals isn't there so we've, there's actually a a program called lift which is a bit like having your own personal phone like app on your phone that will give you lots of different exercises and you can um kind of it can be personalized for you so what agatha was saying agatha was saying about um within your limits they will kind of find out it will find out more information about you on the app so it can tailor more what you're doing but then on top of that you've also got you know that you can just put on beginners yoga or beginners pilates just on youtube on the telly and that, and that can sort of take you through those movements as well so there's lots of different places that you can can get that support but even just as simple as looking at your um, employee assistance program looking at the unum lifeworks program there's a uh function in there just to help getting you moving as well yeah anything so, else to add yes to so i think the, the main thing people might also think oh pilates or oh, yoga and my, oh, I don't want to I'm not a bendy wendy and I don't think that's my cup of tea what I say is just give it a try because it's actually quite difficult if that's mm. something you struggle with um but say I definitely endorse it I think the main things that you want to protect with sedentary behavior is the long-term health effects really yeah. um there's a massive rise in diabetes type 2 in the UK thinking about your stroke heart disease high blood pressure that hypertension um but also looking after that long term and being able to improve your cardiovascular your heart health um, and your respiratory health um, but also think about how that's going to help and impact your mental well-being too and I, so, you, yeah. you told me about a chappy you might be about to mention it that, that the the chappy um that had two two different 
guys that had taken different approaches when they had been was it did they have diabetes diabetes yes yeah that's a great one so when I was in general practice I had two patients come in on the same day and they were gentlemen around the same age and had been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes kind of within the same time frame maybe a few years prior um so the first chat uh, came in and he's like I'm doing so well um, and the test results had come back for his blood levels and it turned out that he'd actually managed to reverse his type 2 diabetes and he did that entirely through exercising every day I think he said he himself and his wife used to go out for like 30 minutes to an hour walking and he started doing a little bit of jogging um, things like diet so he's like I still enjoy my beer but he's like I don't have a beer every night or two beers every night I have one or two on the weekend mm. he's like I've cut out how I fry things so I'm eating my eating habits have entirely changed we're steaming our veg we're not frying we stay clear of grilling we like to bake and drain the fat out um, and he totally changed his entire approach to his diet his exercise and his general lifestyle mm. um, he'd lost like stone or two in weight um and he didn't need to then continue his metformin his uh, first line medication for his type 2 diabetes gp was perfectly happy for him to come off that for a little bit and keep him regulating that himself and um, because his levels had been in they'd entirely reversed to a healthy normal level um so that was you know a fantastic case where somebody had gone yeah god you know what this is not good I'm getting diagnosed with this. This is a health shock almost for me. And he'd entirely turned it around. And he wasn't utilizing expensive personal trainers. He wasn't using dietitians and nutritionists or anything like that. So there's so many resources out there, and especially like on Unum LifeWorks, where we can access that through, you know, Unum. We're so blessed to have that service. Um, but also just like through the NHS websites, they do yeah. um, food diaries and calorie trackers. Um, I've done a few of those myself, giving myself a little shock on a Friday <laughs> when I want to treat myself. Um, so these are all, you know, resources that are so useful and they're free and simple to use. Other chap came in in the afternoon, same age again, and turned out his insulin levels extremely high. And he needed to then go on to the third line of medication, which was insulin injections, because metformin, the first line, second line of medication had entirely failed with him and he wasn't managing to regulate his blood sugar levels. Um, he actually said, oh, great, that that will be good that I can move to this. Therefore, I can basically continue what I'm doing, which was poor eating habits not exercising um just generally not looking after himself and that uh, is not an advert for going to go down that route be guy number one <laughs> be guy number one don't get the medicine so that you can maintain an unhealthy lifestyle it is not the route that is suggested to go down exactly so normally typically insulin injections is the um treatment for people with you know the genetic you know the genetic the type 1 diabetes people that really you know really need to control that and mind be mindful of that um and in most cases, insulin injection doesn't need to be implemented with type 2 unless they're really bad and there's something, mm. you know, they're not managing to regulate that. And type Mr. Case, Mr. 
two, um, case two was not his attitude was literally, I've got medication to continue my poor lifestyle. Um, however, he the health long term health effects, he can end up with, you know, just he, he'd probably end up having a shorter prognosis and um life anyway than type Mr. Type One. Um so that's you know kind of a take home of like changing those habits and just kind of thinking well if it's I'm not going to do it for me I'm going to do it for my children or whoever it is or my you know my family I'm going to be healthy for them and I want to encourage them to be healthy too um, and it's very much you know lead lead by example um, yeah. which is what I say to my partner quite a lot of the time with a little girl I'm like lead by example stop eating sugar um, <laughs> you know it's <laughs> um, easy to say rather than do something <laughs> <laughs> um, so but there's it lots is, of risks yeah, isn't it sorry to interrupt yeah. you there's there's loads of risks associated with this this more sedentary lifestyle like you say the the, the move has been um even like there's a lot less manual work because of the fact that it's a lot more computerized technology, all of those sorts of things, the way we commute, the way we get to places, um, so on and so forth. So you mentioned, obviously, um, we've mentioned the physical risks uh, from that kind of prawn, prawn to seahorse. We've mentioned, and you mentioned kind of um, that there's the the risk to the, the, the secondary risks. Then you've got like obesity and um, then the the, the coming off of obesity the impact of there but I'm thinking back mood health but can you just clarify what those risks are if we are not making any changes to what has become a new way of living which is a very sedentary way of living what are we doing to ourselves why is it the new smoking yeah so back wise so if you think you have always suffered with lower back or you've noticed that your lower back is grumbling um or you are in pain from them often we can get prolapse discs so slip disc or herniated disc um other muscular issues so think about your hips osteoporosis type stuff osteoarthritis and how you can protect your bones and joints if you're not moving uh, and this is a fun fact um resistance training has been shown as kind of the best one of the best types of training to protect your bone uh, density and before, health actually. yeah 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 so in public health um yeah more so than cardiovascular so if you think about the risks associated if you're running and you're pounding the pavement every day of the week um there's a significant amount of load on those joints if you see within moderation and how you condition yourself for that uh, but then if you're like well i'm going to do some squats or some you know just some basic kind of resistance training in a gym or even in the garden mm -hmm. so i'm a big big advocate if any of my employees say i love gardening i really enjoy being out there and you know going around with the lawnmower whatever it is and doing I'm like fantastic keep that up because you're keeping yourself mobile you're using a resistance form of training it's really important so that's great it's mm. a functional movement um so these are like the long-term health effects a big one with low back and i had this this week actually with an employee is and i'm sure everybody who listens to this will experience pain or stiffness or big horrible knots in the top of their shoulders yeah. which are your trapezius muscles and then that leads to mid spine back pain and reduction of mobility. And then it leads to tight, deep neck flexors. And then it leads to tight neck 
and then that can lead to headaches and we get tension headaches and actually this is something that I really struggle with so I've always struggled I've always been very what's called trap dominant um, I think that's probably comes from like my, my sport background as a swimmer but I've noticed and I have to be really on it, especially during lockdown now and being very desk based. Mm. I have to constantly be doing my neck movements. I have to always be kind of like self massaging or using uh, a tennis ball into my traps to help massage them out. Um, and I have to keep myself very mobile because as soon as I'm kind of based in that sedentary, I'm stuck there everything then starts to tighten up go into spasm as a reduction in my movement I can get headaches and it's not pleasant um so that's kind of a big one from just being again in that prawn c position so we've got the back issues spine issues what else um mental well-being so thinking about I mean I love getting out on lunch into the fresh air out of the house your flat wherever you are and just get out into the fresh air and have a little walk and whether it's around the block um, but take I definitely guide 30 minutes Uh, if 30 minutes too long and you want to get back home and eat your lunch in peace and prepare it then just do 20 minutes um, because it is just you're getting your steps in whether you want to walk to the shop or back it's you know ensuring that Uh, but if you think about how just getting out and about and moving appropriately helps with, like I said, it kind of mentioned earlier with your serotonin levels. Mm. It boosts all your hormones because you're getting an oxygen influx into your system. You're getting oxygen into your lungs, which is then getting oxygen into the bloodstream and up to your brain. Um, so, you know, people will always kind of say, oh, I'm having a bad day. I don't really want to go and exercise. But if just think, if you go, right, I'm... I'm going to just do 20 minutes and because you know you'll feel better after. And I guarantee you will. Joe Wicks, I don't know if anyone follows Joe Wicks, the body coach, a lot of people do. He did all the PE with Joe through uh, lockdown. But he literally puts on um, uh, his Instagram stories and things like that all the time. Oh, had a really bad night's sleep because he's a new father, really exhausted, really tired. So I'm pushing myself to do exercise. Absolutely don't want to do it, but I know I'm going to feel better as a result of this so he will always um like just just literally advocate that kind of I know how rubbish I feel right now I'm really tired I will feel more awake if I do this exercise so it's quite exactly backs you up not that he's a uh, research but he's uh, definitely um proof in the pudding from just feeling that kind of energy wise yeah absolutely so it's like the, it's the physiological so if you think about what's happening inside of my body when I'm getting fresh air and I'm moving my muscles and my limbs um I often say when I work with young people and children especially I think of like your cells are like little pac-mans in in your body and kind of visualize it in like a cartoon sense and every little kind of part of your body internally has a little a little job to do and by giving physical activity and oxygen in you're feeding them and you're giving them a little bit of food a little bit of fuel to start moving around the body and moving you know more appropriately and efficiently um, I, yeah. I haven't played that game for ages I really <laughs> used to enjoy Pac-Man it was brilliant so what I want to just take so coming to the, the the end now really thinking about the the applying this all to work and thinking 
most people this is you know a podcast that you get through work and it's to do with workplace well-being and things like that what are some quick work-related wins um you know how much responsibility can an individual put on themselves obviously we want to make sure desks are set up properly and and if you if you feel like your desk just isn't set up properly then you do need to speak to your employer there are um you know basic levels of expectation really from like the hsc and having dsc um desk days desk set up a quick like evaluations of the way your desk is set up there's basics that you need to follow we know there's the the, the different rules of of the way you should be moving so on and so forth so what are the quick work related wins any top tips that you think that you haven't shared already or just summarizing everything that you've given now because we know that movement is good we know that not moving is bad we know <laughs> that it can lead to lots of secondary medical issues physical and psychological so there's loads and loads of benefits here we've talked about um prawns and seahorses we've talked about our shoulders we've talked about um you know diabetes and and all these different things so hopefully people are listening to this going i definitely need to move more what else can we be recommending i know some people are trying to work out how they can now stand at their desk and work or take calls you should be really you know those are some of the easy wins just for me i'm answering my own question now like making sure if you've got a team call or a team meeting or something do it walking get up and take the phone call away from your desk or go outside uh, I know that you said you've had a team meeting before and you made them do exercises during the session exercises really on like video <laughs> yeah I don't think they were too I, I think my team weren't that impressed with me that day <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the things good. that we need to be doing and also if you're a manager listening to this allowing your staff to take their one-to-one with you walk in like you are role modeling that but i'll stop talking and give you the opportunity to just say that what those quick work related wins because it's work really that impacts on our lifestyle so what can we be doing um set reminders set them in your calendar your phone and go right i'm going to do a little bit before I log on today or whilst I'm logged on before I'm due to start I'm going to have a quick stretch I'm going to get a little bit mobile or I'm going to walk around the block for 10 minutes quick fresh air and come back in or walk around the garden whatever it is or bring the bin in or bring put the bin out um lunchtime again you set these reminders and think right what am I going to do I'm going to get out I'm going to get out and about I'm going to get away from my desk um and I'm you know big advocate advocate with getting out for a walk is great but setting reminders is really important to think right do you know what it's that prompt in front of you on the screen which says get out you can even say that on your reminder get out and about it's also booking it out in your calendar so no one else puts something in if you have something in the diary someone can't book it um i have a personal trainer monday wednesday friday and i have to put that in my calendar and sometimes i do miss it because it's unavoidable you know these things happen but when it's booked in your calendar someone can't put something in there yeah as easy yeah set yourself little challenges so if you're somebody who goes well I go out for a walk every day um think about maybe well do you know what I'm going to try a different route or I'm going to go a little bit further this Mm. week um and start thinking about that or I'm going to try something new we have the lift app I'm going to try something new I'm going to try 30 minutes of pilates or a bit of yoga in the morning so 
be aware to try something new and set yourself little challenges and short-term goals. Um, I love to use apps. So I'm a big fan of using apps. They're really useful. Um, I think the biggest thing that's helped myself and in my family this lockdown is measuring my steps. Mm. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have a smartwatch, fantastic. Use it, link it up to what's called My Fitness Pal, and you can track your activity levels, your calorie consumption, and just you get a little bit of a shock every now and again when you think, oh my goodness, have not I... a physical shock. It doesn't actually electric shock. However, I would endure that would be great. I'd like that. Um, <laughs> it's about um, looking and going, goodness me, I should I'm I'm meant to be doing ten thousand exactly. steps a day and I've done two thousand. Like actually having that reminder of any kind of there's loads of even cheap ones aren't there out there my yeah, daughter's got a little fitbit ace a kid's one um and she sets her own you know it's tiny it was only you know, 40 50 quid which you know can be seen as quite expensive but you can just get yourself a little tiny one you can even yep. get it on your phone on your smartphone they're not perfect but you can still have it in your pocket the job yeah it still tracks your movement so absolutely that's a good thing. yeah you can link it then into other um apps like strava is a great one that people use for tracking their runs their walks their cycles yeah. their swims um and it's quite nice actually especially used with children because you can actually plot where you walked and have a little map and you can plot mm. it out um and that's where you can kind of set your challenges and go oh my goodness, I actually did 1K longer today. I'm really impressed with myself. Um, yeah. And it's the little wins. They're like the little wins, I think. Um, yeah. And that gives you that little boost in your, your own so kind moving of... Moving before work, we're setting a calendar reminder for lunchtime. Yeah. What else are we doing? We're, we're moving after work. We have got to move after work. Um, keeping those steps up, basically, I suppose a lot of past colleagues we have got, eat less, move more. Yeah. And that's very much it. So whether you are thinking about, well, what can I challenge myself to do new this evening or after work? Make sure you log off on time too. If you're finishing at five, you're finishing at five. Um, and if you do have to go over, you have to cap yourself that limit. But as soon as you're starting to go over your, your work time, you know, you might need to rethink that and have a little bit of reflection. Or even um, finishing at five and thinking, I'm going to log on again, but I need to get I need to have a move rejuvenate you yeah I'll, I'm, I'll log yeah. on later but I need to get out and about and I need to do something there's the um 40 20 rule as well which is sitting for 40 minutes 20 10 minutes of stretching and 10 minutes of moving and that's what we should be doing on an hourly basis so we've been talking for a while now so when we finish this conversation we need to get yeah, up we should move and then we can get back into it as well yeah and, it, and it's realizing don't feel guilty because often work can get on top of us and go no no I need to finish this or I've got that but at the end of the day when you start allowing that to happen and not having these breaks that's when you will start suffering long term yeah. think about it you can get stressed overwhelmed anxious you don't need that in your life mm-hmm. you know let that let that let that stone go you need to think about right if this is getting on top of me, I'm going to do 10 minutes. I'm going to move five minutes, whatever it is. Um, I've actually set myself, I like going to the shop in the morning before I start to get myself a Costa. Um, probably not healthy, but it's a little trot down the road with the dog. And then I come back and I've done 2000 steps to start the day. Um, and I've got a little win and then I'm at my desk. And I'm like, I feel really great. I'm, like, I'm ready to go, log on, everything's great. Um, and again, so after work is a setting those goals. So if you're already quite an active person, 
I'd recommend think about kind of how you can really use your apps for your training and make it more specific for you. Um, whether you're a gym person, whether you're a runner, a cyclist, whatever it is, or your sport is, um, think about that. Um, but don't be afraid to challenge and try new things. Um, okay. Definitely. Mm. So we're taking breaks. We're having lunch. We're moving more before, during and after work. We're setting ourselves challenges on our, and using apps, getting apps, getting a smartwatch if we can or using it on our phone as simple as possible. Uh, as simple as that. Anything else? Quick win at work. Quick taking win at phone calls while standing. That's a really good one. Definitely, isn't it? If you can. Yep. Take a cool standing. Stretching at your desk. I do my, yeah. my hip flexors when I'm like, oh, my glutes are starting to ache. My hip flexors are going to be tight. Um, so stretching at your desk, getting up, moving, even just getting up, standing up and having a huge big breath in, reaching up as far as you possibly can. Let's do it now. Take a big breath, put your arms up in the air. And then and exhale out and Lovely. slowly forward and basically repeat that of like Lifting about five times. Up, moving them out to the side. We've actually got um, an, an e-module on our wellbeing hub and it's called a musculoskeletal e-module and it's actually got desk stretching exercises on there. So that'd be a really good place to look at, even just sort of moving your hands forward and up and twisting your head, things like that um will get you kind of it, it gets more oxygen like you say exactly what you said about going outside at lunchtime and getting fresh air just moving twisting your back moving your head up and down it gets more oxygen into your brain your brain will work better for you during the day yeah and um yeah if you have have a dog or an animal and they need a walk they are brilliant i must Good say motivation, yeah. great motivators i look at my jack Russell and i'm like right mate come on we're going out today definitely or we're going to go longer or further or however it is um so i mean my partner did get in the habit of doing an eight miler every monday with him <laughs> oh, wow. um, with his little legs uh, drop off um for the week um but yeah definitely it's movement movement matters it really does moving um desk best but desk-based stretches, stretching, keeping mobile, very right. important. Yeah. Well, I think we've both we're both very passionate about this subject. Hopefully, everybody that's listened has got from today the mo- the importance, like exactly what you said, movement matters. Get moving, get yourself active, and we will join you for the next podcast next month. Thank you so much for joining us, Agatha. Lovely. Thank you for having me, Beth. Thank you, Take everyone. Care.